Welcome to the Gavelcast Series 5, Episode 22. This podcast is brought to you by the AUSA Malaysia and AUSA University Technology Mara. This episode is titled "Life as a Corporate Lawyer: All You Need to Know." We hope you guys enjoy the episode. Hello and greetings to all. First of all, welcome to Gavelcast. This episode is brought to you by Alsa University Technology Mara. My name is Iman Sufia and I will be the host for today's episode. So the title of our episode today is Life as a Corporate Lawyer All You Need to Know. So together with us today is a very professional and charismatic lawyer, Miss Grace Tio Shike. So before we start, allow me to introduce our honorable speaker. So Miss Grace Tioshiki is a senior associate at a prestigious firm Zaid Ibrahim and Co also known as Zico. She graduated with a bachelor of laws with honors in University of Reading United Kingdom and also did her bar in the UK. She subsequently obtained a master in professional legal skills in City University London in the UK. So as a corporate lawyer, she has a wide practice focused on capital markets and corporate transactions including corporate advisory and corporate governance, also mergers and acquisitions. So Miss Grace, how are you today? Hi, hi Iman. Thanks for the very good introductions. Although I don't think that uh, I'm re- I'm deserve to have such a great introduction. So yeah, uh, I'm good. Thanks, thanks for inviting me, and thanks for having me on this like initiative by Elsa. Like it's really a great honor and privilege for me to be able to share my experience with you all. Okay, so I am super glad to hear that. So. Um without further ado shall we start with the first question Sure Okay so Miss Grace why do you choose to practice as a corporate lawyer instead of litigation lawyer Okay so basically um for this right I'm actually quite indecisive from the beginnings and I was actually trying to explore myself with different areas of law during my pupilage lah. So previously I hasn't really decided what which areas of law that I really want to um practice just to provide you with some brief backgrounds lah. So actually I did my pupilage at a law firm where its main um focus practice focus is corporate law. However actually I was allocated to a pupil master who actually does litigation. So I actually spend most of my pupilage time during um doing litigation. So at the end of my pupilage I was actually not offered a position at the litigation department but like so surprisingly actually I got an offer at the position at the corporate department. So since i did not have much exposure on the corporate law area, law area during my pupilage i thought i should give it a try and so i ended up continuing practicing as a corporate lawyer so this is how i ended up practicing as a corporate lawyer okay i see so thank you miss grace for sharing your personal experiences so now can you tell us what life as a corporate lawyer looks like Generally I would think that um when you started as a junior corporate lawyer right like 
I personally spent quite a substantial amount of time in looking into like the law since like during my pupilage, I didn't really involve much or explore myself in the corporate areas. And also I did a lot uh, and in work, in terms of work, I actually spent quite a substantial amount of time in conducting like due diligence on companies, preparing due diligence reports. Of course, as a junior lawyer, the partners would also give you like opportunities to draft agreements, review agreements. And I think as I become more senior, I spend less time on doing the due diligence and maybe more time on reviewing agreements and also like other documentations or providing advisories to clients. So this, I would think that like whether you are a junior or senior lawyer, you'll still be doing like almost about the same thing. So due diligence is something that um, every corporate lawyers would do like when you are junior and then you'll still spend time doing like reviewing agreements. Yeah, it's basically the same. However, I think there is also not much, there is not much difference whether you are practicing as a corporate lawyer or litigation lawyers because generally our working hours are also quite long. So mm. yeah, it's actually a, it's actually quite a career that really requires a lot of your time. I mean, like a lot of documentations that, re yeah. I mean, oh. you really need to spend a lot of time on those documentations. So from your explanations, it can be concluded that this profession really requires lots of determination and also focus. So next, Miss Grace, what are the must-have requirements that any individual must have uh, to become a corporate lawyer? Is there any subject that the student must score or maybe steps that the students must do after they graduate? I do not think there is any special requirements to become a corporate lawyer, but I think one thing that you need to have is you must have interest in what you are doing otherwise you will feel like the time is dragging and then like life is like meaningless because you are not happy with what you are doing but i think as for law graduates or person who is doing their law degree maybe is a good thing to take up like company law or corporate law as an elective so that you can have some basic idea or background knowledge of how what's the what is what is corporate law is or what company law is about since like even for us now as a corporate lawyer we still refer a lot to the company acts like the capital markets and services act and stuff like this so having um, having taken up like corporate or company laws will give you some background knowledge of it. So, Miss Grace, you have very impressive qualifications. So, let me do a recap to the audience. So, you graduated with a Bachelor of Laws with Honours in University of Reading, UK. And you also did your bar in the UK. You subsequently obtained a Master in Professional Legal Skills in City, University London in the UK. So, if you don't mind... Can you tell us maybe a little bit about your experiences studying abroad and how those experiences help you in your current career? So I think the differences about like studying abroad are you'll be able to experience the difference in culture. You'll also be able to mingle around with other international students or people from different countries. 
And by studying abroad, one will also be able to understand how the country's legal industry is like if you want to ex i mean if you want to have such exposure like you can try to apply for um internship at some of the law firms during your semester break or like during the summer break so and one thing that are different is the way the lecturers teach are actually kind of different so when i was doing my degree in uk the lecturers did not really provide us with lecture notes so they just like they just give their lectures during at the lecture hall so the thing is we need to take down the notes so you need to have like you need to know what are the important um things that the lecturers are actually um giving out and then even though they provide us with some brief notes at the beginning of the semester but that is not really sufficient so we really have to do our own studies on the subjects mm -hmm. so i would believe that like similarly at work like we will encounter a lot of different issues during um working when conducting some corporate exercises for the clients so we wouldn't be able to approach our partners or every time we encounter any issue so we really need to take some initiative to look for the best solutions and then to clarify or double confirm check with the partners whether our approach are correct or not is is the initiative that i think one should have um, when you are when you step up to the um, industries or whenever you start working notwithstanding mm -hmm. legal industries only Okay, so moving on to the next question. So what are the challenges of being a corporate lawyer that the students and law graduates must know and what are the skills needed and maybe tips that you can give uh, to cope with those situations? I would think that um, soft, soft skills are important. So like this is actually not for um, only applicable to the students or law graduates but i think it applies to all industries as soft skill like your mindset the attitudes are actually quite important so we all need to be able to carry ourselves show good attitudes and not only to the clients not only to the outsiders but actually to the to our colleagues to the partners and the rest of the people so i would think that like good with good attitudes and mindsets it actually can bring you a long way so at least you show people that you are actually quite sincere on what you are doing. So these are the things that I think is quite important. I think that is such a very useful advice and reminder and shall be noted down for future references. So thank you so much for that. Ms. Grace, you have a diverse practice focus such as capital markets and corporate transactions including corporate advisory and corporate governance and also mergers and acquisitions. So can't you please uh, explain about these practice areas or focuses? Okay, so basically I think all this actually falls under one umbrella. So it's under corporate and commercials. Capital markets includes like trans includes transactions such as initial public offering, which is IPO. So basically, just give you some idea of what IPO is is to like 
you know, some private companies want to have their company listed on the Busa Malaysia so, and become public listed company. So this is one of the transactions that fall under capital markets. And also for corporate advisories and corporate governance involving like advising clients on certain issues, subject matters that they encounter, and also ensuring that it's compliance with the law so that what they, they wouldn't actually expose themselves to like penalties or other like other fines that may be imposed on them by the laws. Yeah. How to choose any of these areas? Can we choose it randomly or are there any requirements? There's actually no requi requirements in choosing which areas that you want to focus, but also depends on maybe like the what can what can the firms actually offer you? Like for for some firms they actually they, they actually groups into teams. And then some firms, they actually have a pool of lawyers that they share, the partner shares, the law shares amongst the lawyers. So it depends on what the firms can offer you or what the teams that can, that can offer you. And also like what the special, what's the specialties that the, or the areas that the partners actually specializing in. Some partners may actually uh, focus on private, um, companies only so that means you only uh, they only take up matters like private MA. so it it wouldn't involve companies that is listed on the busa malaysia's like the public listed company some partners actually also some partners actually like uh, take up matters like public listed companies that wanted to do capital markets exercise so it actually really depends on what the teams or what the firm can offer you. So being a corporate lawyer requires you to meet with new clients and also deal with big companies. So can you tell us um, about your experiences dealing with them? I think it depends on what kind of exercise that you are doing. So for like if you are doing public listed companies, right, those mm -hmm directors that you are dealing with or the staff that you are dealing with they're actually quite familiar with this kind of exercise this is not their first time doing like if they are doing if they want to do some like you know issuance the company want to do is shares issuance like those exercise that requires um requires you to actually submit an applications to the busa they're actually quite familiar with this so they are they know what you require so they are they are fine to give you those documents but it so since they are so familiar with all these exercises right but for like for companies like i say ipo initial public offerings those companies that is applying to go for a listing they their staff may not be so familiar with this kind of exercise so at some point when we because due diligence is requesting for the source documents and stuff like this right so and then to verify all the information, whether it's in accordance to laws, whether they did everything um, in accordance with laws or there's, whether there's any breaches. So at some point, maybe they will get frustrated. Like, you know, so you have to try to like comfort them, telling them that this is all part of our exercise. So we hope that you cooperate. Let us have all these documents and stuff like this. So you encounter this kind of like 
personnel that actually get quite annoyed because they don't understand why do you need to dig up so many documents. I just give you the latest one, it's fine. But why are you asking all the documents way back? This is something that... But most of the... I mean, most of the people that I deal with are actually quite okay, quite kind. They are kind, mm-hmm. I would think. They, they, they don't... They don't put you in a difficult situation, I think. Because like, everyone is professional, right? They, they work for the company. We work for our firm. We work for you. So, like, why, why must we make the, like, cause the situations in, like, make it into a very, make each other difficult, right? So, there's no point on doing all these things. You hate me, I don't like, like you, like, this kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So, everyone is okay, yeah. So, I don't see there's any difficulties dealing with all these people, like, I think. So, don't have to worry about all these things, I say. Miss Grace, can you give any last words and advice to all of the law students and law graduates out there who want to be a corporate lawyer in the future? I would think that you don't rush yourself to choose a specific area of law that you want to specialize. So give yourself some time to actually go and explore different areas of law. Like there are actually other areas of law, not only corporate or litigations, can try out like intellectual properties laws there are also like real estate banking and finance so don't actually try to rush yourself to choose just because your peers are actually choosing one already or have already decided what they're interested in so just go and explore yourself maybe um, try applying for internship in different laws law firms that you are interested in and try to find out what the law firms actually do so at least um, after graduating, um, when you want to apply for pupillage, you have a kind, you have some choices already in your mind that which firm that you want to apply to, and then you can focus on those. So just go and explore, try, try out. I think I think you guys have to do internship, right? It's part of the yes. program, right? Under your law degree. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So maybe you know, go and speak to your to the to those like pupils, those who are doing their pupillage in the firms, so mm-hmm. when talk to them, understand how the firm works. I think all these things helps. La, help. You should, I mean, I would advise if, if my, those, the juniors who are doing the pupillage, I would advise them to go, to don't, don't restrict themselves in the, because like nowadays the firms actually, most of the firm practice corporate, so don't restrict yourself in doing corporate only during your pupilage. Go and try out other areas, other departments as well. Maybe we'll find something um, interesting, more interesting than corporate. Go try out litigation. You know, I actually enjoy litigation as well last time during my pupilage. Going to court, yeah. Yeah, going for the case management mentioned, mm-hmm. even though it's like, you wait there for like two hours just for a 10 minutes appearance. <laughs> yeah, it's actually something different. Uh. So mm-hmm. you guys should also go and try out during your pupillage. So during yeah. pupillage, you'll we'll find that you're actually learning all the new things mm-hmm. like in future yeah. when you're doing your pupillage. Yeah. So try to explore during pupillage. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for that, Evelyn. Mm, sadly, I believe that is the last question for today. So, okay, so from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much, Miss Grace, for joining thank us you. today for this episode. And yeah, for, thank you so much. Yeah, so 
thank you so much, Miss Grace, uh, for sharing your journey and experiences and also for the tips. So we are so honored uh, to have you as the guest speaker for today. And it was indeed a very informative discussion that we have today. So maybe do you have any more last words, maybe before we end our podcast? Yes, I think uh, I hope what I say gives some insights to the law graduates or whoever listening to this podcast. Like this, strictly my personal experience. So, like some other people may have different experience, like doing corporate law as a practicing as a corporate lawyer. So, I hope that this is something that like give the future lawyers some ideas of what how is it like as a corporate lawyer or how is it like um, to be practicing in the corporate corporate law, corporate world? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I am sure that the audience who is listening right now gained lots of new knowledge. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode. And don't forget to listen to other episodes as well. So thank you and goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Gavelcast. This podcast has been brought to you by the Alsa Malaysia and Alsa University Technology Mara. If you love the Gavelcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate and give us a review on any podcast platforms. For more info about Alsa Malaysia, do check us out at alsamalaysia.com and don't forget to catch our next episode. Two, three.